<laughs> right, okay, so Madeline Slight, welcome to the podcast. This is episode 61. Wow. wow. Well done. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Do you prefer Madeline or Madde? Uh, probably Maddie. Maddie. It just feels a bit, a little bit less formal. Formal, uh, yeah. Right, okay, yeah. good, good stuff. So, so Maddie, what I did is I did a little bit of research as I always do, just okay. to try and find out a little bit of information behind it. And so one of the things that I found, so you're a counsellor, uh, mm-hmm. psychotherapist. Yeah. You have been, oh, excuse me, you have been for over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, working in a few different organisations, including the NHS, uh, for four and a half years, but also running your own private practice since 2012. So that's like seven years? Yeah. Seven Gosh, years. Gosh, it is. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, it's flown by. <laughs> and you're, you're based here in over. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah. Tell me about yourself then, what I've not just described. Okay. Um, well, I'll tell you the most important things first then. So I've been married for, um, oh my God, so long, I can't even remember the number of years, which is really bad. 23 years yes. to uh, Rog, my husband Rog, um, who's just great. And um, I've got three grown-up sons, uh, Joe's 22 and yep. Sam and Tommy were 19. Yep. All boys. Yeah, all boys. Was it, it challenging or is it still challenging? Um, yeah, well, I guess I can't compare because I've never had girls, <laughs> but um, they are just amazing. Yeah. They are, they're just amazing young men and they've got such lovely, wise minds and yeah, great yeah. company to be in. Brilliant. Um, and yeah, I practice from balls over in here. Yes. This is my... Uh, this is your den. It is, yeah. 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 Is it a den? Is it an office? It's... Well, it can be whatever you yeah, want, but... Um, really see. I wish they could see it, because it is absolutely stunning. Yeah, I really love is. it. I just wanted to, uh, such a lovely, warm, comfortable, inviting and safe space. Place, yeah. yeah. I love this, by the way. Dare, you, dare to colour to... outside the lines. I know, a friend of mine bought me that. It's brilliant, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, really it is. is. And it's true to life, isn't it? Because we can be so constricted... Um, so often you know mm. i speak personally here it's not just um people out there which it is but personally speaking sure. it can be so constricting life at times mm. so actually to kind of push those boundaries as i say it's color just outside, just outside those outside. lines yeah is what helps us grow it's fantastic isn't yeah it? yeah so so what's really what's the difference between <laughs> counseling and psychotherapy God, that is uh, one of the main, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> so one of the main reasons I refer to myself, because I actually prefer the term counsellor. I just think right. it's softer and sure. it's just more inviting for people sure. to actually, that's my take on it, okay. to be a bit more I, approachable. I can see that, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Um, I, the reason I refer to myself as a psychotherapist as well, but I am, but um, is people get me mixed up with like a counsellor. Right. So I get asked to kind of when the bins are going to be emptied and <laughs> kind of like local town related oh, issues. Yeah. yeah. So I actually make it really clear that yeah, not that no. there's anything wrong with sure, that, but sure. I haven't got I'm the like answers. Yeah. <laughs> When's the bins out? Uh, <laughs> well, Tuesday. No <laughs> Ask my husband, he knows. Yeah. So the, the distinction for me is more sure. so people don't get my roles mixed up. <laughs> So, so generally then, so with with, with your role as a counsellor, yeah. not a counsellor, yeah. um, do, do you find that, what, what is psychotherapy really like, I suppose is probably a better question to ask. Well, I mean, I have the privilege of working with a whole range of different people mm. and uh, who have had, uh, either got current issues going on, maybe facing into situations that they're... Uh, struggling with or sure. challenged by right, yeah. or have got 
past experiences that have always been there or have just come to the fore and in my opinion our role then is to support somebody to face into whatever those challenges are and whatever it raises up in them to enable them to understand yeah what it is that's going on for them maybe to uh, acknowledge where they are with it possibly reframe it yes offer some new perspective on it and enable them to hopefully then yes move through it and out the other side whatever that means to them yeah Yeah. do you find that it's is it is it is it a lot of the same kind of things that that people have issues with is it a similar situation is there a pattern definitely there's patterns the situations are always different people are because everybody's different basically so you could have this 10 people come with a very similar experience but it's always going to be different because they are and that's key yes you know so that's why i work with the person and not the issue yes um first of all and that's so important to me um what was what was your question so (laughs) tell me is is there a similar underlying yeah Yeah. sorry i beg your pardon so yeah the underlying thing is everybody's different um that's the first pattern if you want Mm. but you're right in an in an in as far as there is a pattern if you strip back the narrative for most people no matter what it is that they're bringing there's only a certain number of things underlying that yeah that are really affecting them so their thoughts feelings and behaviors Mm. can be the behaviors are often quite different but the thoughts and feelings around what it is that's underneath that narrative follow a similar pattern and a theme for most people most yeah people. What, yeah what would they be like what, what generally speaking um fear shame if we were to name just a few yeah. uh bullet points should i say just sure. a few points that they come with yeah, yeah. or or we begin to acknowledge are there for them so yeah fear shame guilt right um if you were to look at experience from an experiential perspective, often there's a difficulty shown in relationships, okay. um, problems at work, um, anxiety, sure. depression, you know, the yeah. usual things that we can easily label. I'm not dismissing them because no, they're, they're real things, yes, they are, um, yeah, yeah. but they're there for or seen in most people. Sure. Um, and I don't tend to work with again the person i'll work with what that is and that's normally then attached to, to something. something that's happened sure yeah. yeah yeah sure sure it's incredible isn't it and i always remember a saying that was um, i think it was tony robbins who said heal the boy and the man will appear mm. and, and i think there's a yeah. lot of value there isn't yeah, it? Like yeah. you just said, it's attached it's to so, something it's so true that if you i love that actually if you think about oh i had a real reaction to that <laughs> so i'll use that from my own personal standpoint sure. so as I because I became a therapist um, through having my own therapy basically it really ignited a passion in me to be able to want to go on and help other people um, because as I worked on my I suppose heal the boy heal the girl yeah same as, as I worked with my younger self and began to really see her feel her help her recover and heal from her circumstances and experiences she began to grow yes so she then began to almost kind of reintegrate into and grow into the woman that i am now brilliant does that make sense makes total sense so 
Tony Robbins' statement there is a hundred percent. Yeah, it's really, it's really powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, I really felt it when yeah. you said it. And there's a, there's a wonderful book, and I've, the the author's just slipped now. It's by two people, Robert Moore, I think it was. Is it Robert Moore? I'm not. I forget the name. I'll find it out. But mm. it's 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 called. Um, oh God, the name's just completely just slipped out. <laughs> it'll, of come back. it'll come back. It's called. Um, it's called. It's called. It's called. See, it's on the tip of my tongue right now. Mm-hmm. It's called magician warrior mm. it's forward it's magician warrior lover oh god i've done this many times as well magician king king warrior magician lover that's right yeah and basically what it talks about is the four archetypes mm. that we have and, mm. and so if it's a woman it's a queen not a king sure yeah um, and and one of the things that they talk about they talk about this in here and they were saying that the issue that we've got in modern times is that we've got no ritual no more to mm. what they describe as kill the boy so, right. so the boy's going up into adulthood and he's mm. still walking around as a boy. Yeah, yeah. So then he's letting outside influences affect them yeah. because they're reacting like a boy would. Because they're only or young. Girl, yeah, yeah, or a girl, whichever way it is. And, and <clears> it just <throat> makes so, so, so much sense, doesn't it, when you start yeah. to peel away and look at it like that. Mm. Like, it does. It, it, and rather than, uh, my take on it anyway, rather than kill the boy, it's kind of um, stand alongside the boy mm have an arm around the boy yeah. or the girl yes. and get to know them and what it is that they're struggling with, what it is that they're remembering, what it is that they're fearing, whatever it is that's going on and just be with them in mm. that moment there. And as you're that with somebody, you'll, you'll see it in children, if, if they're acknowledged and you give them that time, they grow in they front grow. of your eyes. Yeah. And it's the same for our young selves. It's exactly the same. Totally. And as you do that for them and you help them to grow, they will become the They'll man become, and the woman, yeah. yeah. It's incredible. A great man and a great woman, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. So so you say here that you believe that we all have the potential to be the people we were always intended to be. Yeah. This can be developed, recognised and supported through good relationships and particularly through therapy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. We talk about... Um, becoming a better person or change or um, I don't know, moving away from the person that we yeah. are yeah. or whatever it might be. And and I do get that. And, you know, there was nobody wanted to do that more than me when I was younger. I yeah. wanted to not be me. I wanted to change and be someone else even. And, and it was only through the work that I did sure. that as I began to accept myself and get a sense of who I actually was mm. and began to realign with the true me yes. that I realised that in actual fact it's almost a coming home process oh, as yeah, I right. saw it. It's a coming home process. Yeah. Like That's a good term. To come back to the person you were always intended to be, meaning sure. the person that we were when we were born, mm. this beautiful, flawless, perfect being yes. that didn't have any of the worries that we have as <laughs> yeah. we grow up, yeah. and the conditioning and the belief systems that get yeah. put in place. And By the, our parents. Yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> teachers. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And all the layers that then kind of form the sure. armour that we put on, you know, to protect ourselves. And for me, it was about... As I saw it, the analogy was taking those layers of armour off. Mm. And I didn't for a long time because the, the, it's vulnerable underneath all of sure, that. Sure. And it still is. Even in, in our humanness, even yeah. as adults, we're, yeah. we've got our vulnerabilities, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. But, but for me, I realised that it was actually coming back to that lovely me. Innocent. Innocent yeah. me, that little, the baby, the little girl 
that had, that was actually really okay that had got all that she needed to grow mm. but it had all just gone skew just 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 yeah. due to uh, experience bet, yeah. and actually taking it back to her and allowing kind of almost from the depths if you yeah. want to allow me to actually become yeah. grow through that and become the person I was always meant to so be. how do you do that then so is there a process or like a framework I mean what would you do to, <coughs> to take someone back to do a hard reset effectively it's like a reboot it, it's a good way actually and I, uh, there's no real there's no real process for me again because it's back to everybody's different mm. although you're working with similar things but for me, it's always just allowing people the space where they are able to connect, both with me and with themselves. Um, they feel safe enough to be unsafe, if you yes, want, if yes. that makes sense, yeah, kind of to feel vulnerable. Mm. And to begin to share some of the experience and release and let go of some of the trapped emotion that has been in there for yes, a, long a long time, time. Yeah. yeah and and actually then set up like maladaptive thought processes and behaviors etc and they begin to grow in awareness yes. as they see that become more curious about that begin to make changes around it that fit more with then who they are mm. not with who they've either had to feel that they've got to be or to told be. to be sure. and it's actually all of those processes that take them back yes. to understanding who they actually really are and and loving and accepting that person yeah. and then growing yeah. out of that. Yeah, yeah, it is. Always, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember you, like Wayne Dyer. Yeah. So he's incredible. He is. Incredible. Um, and he did a, um, a film, like a docu-film called The Shift. Okay. Have you seen that at all? It's no, I've not. It's incredible. It's on YouTube. I need, to, I need to look yeah. that out, yeah. It's really good. Um, but I remember one of the things that he says, and it just, just reminded me then when he was saying that, he says like, what you got to think about, he says, we're, we start as a seed. And in that seed, when you're in the womb, it's got all the information that it needs to grow. So mm. you don't need any support for nine months, mm. other yeah. than the body, do you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You don't need any information other than what the body's providing it, which mm. is natural. It says, and so it's got all that information to grow for nine months and create this beautiful baby. Mm. It says, and then what happens then is it's born. And the parents said to God, thank you, we'll take over from now. <laughs> whether God is somebody in the sky or sure, energy whatever you or believe, whatever so. you believe yeah, that yeah. is. And the, the, the adults <clears throat> said, we'll take over from here. And then they start to poison it. Mm. And not through any error of their own. They think they're doing mm. the best that they can, but their beliefs and then school and authority and stuff. Yeah. And, and what happens is it says, it says that you, they develop an ego. Mm. And it says an ego is just an acronym for edging God out. Mm. And it says, and that's what that, we're doing, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, it says, but what if, what if we don't change their patterns, their mm. seed? Like, what if we just allowed them to grow naturally? Mm. Like, what would they be? How could, how could that, like, can you imagine, can you imagine? That, that pure organic growth, if that was ever, which Possible. isn't ever going to be, is it? But that, yeah, the possibilities yeah. in that. And I you know you're never going to be able to kind of eradicate all of it. You know, mm. I've had years of therapy and there's still things that's, you know, sure. sideline me at times and completely take me by surprise. And that's going to, that's life. That's going to be the way that it is. Yes. Um, but to strip it back as far as you can, to start back yeah. wherever you can. Wherever you can, yeah. Yeah. With, That'd be incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that is, in my opinion, n not the organic growth from this little seedling, but the best we can do is through you know the incredible amount of resource and support and therapy That's personal incredible. development yeah mm. yeah absolutely 
why why is like like therapy is massively frowned upon isn't it here especially here in the uk like america's very open to it aren't they like mm. like they'll have therapists that they'll go and see once mm. a month just for yeah, they brag about it yeah yeah just for checking <laughs> whereas us it's like oh what's wrong here yeah you know? yes like, yeah why do you think that is i mean like that, that why is that culture built around therapy is a bad thing do you think oh it's a great question which i've not got a solid answer to if i was to i think because it's not been part of our culture mm. we're the british stiff upper lip syndrome i think is still apparent yeah Yeah. um that we just have to suck it up or man up Mm. or move on and uh, this is very generalizing Mm. by the way because i know plenty of people who aren't like this at all and i'm not judging people that are um because it's what we know and we don't know what we don't know do we absolutely um and i i i've always been a bit of a conversationalist but i was never certainly one to disclose experiences that I'd had that never came until I was like at rock bottom before I had therapy so I think that's the bit isn't it we hit rock bottom and then we realize yeah before we go into therapy and I think there's um still a bit of skepticism around it like well why would you want to talk about stuff that's happened it's too late it's gone um the yeah the stiff upper lip you just have to get on with it kind of thing you know for every family as well it's going to be however you've been raised, been raised. on yeah whether yeah. you, you talk things through or yeah. not yeah, yeah. exactly um, and if there's secrets in the family um, then that's gonna often have a lot of shame going on and there's you know shame loves silence and it does keep us silent oh I like that yeah. shame loves silence oh it does oh, God, yeah, yeah that's, that's powerful that, yeah, yeah it is and it relies on it to, to for it to be to so grow. pervasive yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. So the only way power when you share it. Oh, completely. The only way is to as Brené Brown says to speak into it. Yes. To speak into it and if you face into and speak into your own story, your own vulnerabilities, your mm. own shame, it it begins to break down in a good way and begin to dissipate. Why why do people not share it then? I mean like we know there's there's is it family and things like that, what's happened if they're not used to it but like what is it inside them that's stopping them? Well, it's, it's a massive thing, isn't it, to kind of it make... I mean, if I use my own example, it's probably the better thing to okay. do. Um, owning a truth. Because if you speak about it, it becomes very real. Yes. If you keep it quiet, you can play with it in your own mind as being not that big a deal or doesn't really matter or it's not really worth the space to speak about sure. it um minimizing our experiences is what a lot of people do because it mm. makes it more bearable to live with yes so if we minimize something then we're probably not going to think we've got much to talk about anyway because we've right. just minimized it does that make sense yeah it makes sort of sense and when we speak something out the reality of that is incredibly powerful and incredibly painful because it grows in size suddenly, mm. it becomes very real. Yes. And I know I could not have faced into my own truth and looked into my story and spoke about any of what had happened in my life before I was in a place where I was ready to. to so my environment it. needed to be solid, I needed to feel safe, mm. my relationships needed to be good. If you've not got that going on, sure. 
it's probably not a good idea to start talking about stuff that's happened to you anyway. Got you. Because where are your props to keep you safe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so important. And you know, even with all of that in place, when I went into therapy and started to realise some of the enormity of what had happened to me, I, I couldn't play it down and play it safe anymore. It was out there and it was real right. and it filled the room. Yeah. And it yeah. was scary. Of course. And then when it's out there, what do you do with it? And you can't put it back. Because you can't not know what you know then either. Yeah. You know, we said yeah, you can't yeah. know what you don't know, but you can't not know what you know then either. Yeah. And then what do you do with it? Right. And and then it unravels. Beautiful. So you have to have the necessary support and resources around, around you. you. Yeah. And, you know, the reason therapy is so important, it helps you build a bit of resilience to be able to cope with and manage mm. and feel whatever it is that's going on through the therapy work and i think that's a, a real danger that we have right now isn't it in society is where everyone's been protected and wrapped in cotton wool haven't they mm. so they, they yeah they're not used to dealing with <clears throat> no or mm. rejection mm. so they've got no resilience true or or having real firm boundaries yeah in place right. which we need as children we do yeah. which offers our children that the implicit message to our child then is you're safe you matter mm. you know the reason this boundary is in place is because i love you so much sure, sure. um appropriate boundaries obviously always and not and, and that means either not something that's unhealthy or it's suffocating because yes. that's not yeah, helpful that's either, not healthy either you know. yeah no. So it is, it's about having firm boundaries. And you know, when you've not had them or you've had them trampled all over, it's difficult to know how, where they're set or how to be or how much to say. Sure. So you might be an over um, in uh, disclosure sure, sure. or you might not disclose at all. Okay, so yeah, yeah. So it's, it really, again, it comes back from childhood, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, yeah. I was listening to a, a podcast actually the other day. Yeah. I said the other day, probably like a month ago now, thinking about it. But mm. it was talking about um, how narcissism is developed. Mm. And it says, again, it, it starts in childhood and it starts from giving them everything that they want, praising them for the wins, but not praising them for the development. Right. So it's saying, do you know, whenever they, if they win at sports day, brilliant, they're doing incredible, praise them for that. If they. Do you know, do anything at football, sport, anything that's that's an active that's active. Yeah. They get praised for, but then when they're reading or they're developing in that sense, they're not getting no no no, okay. no acknowledgement for that. So mm. they, they gosh, that makes so much sense, yeah, doesn't it? It's, yeah, and it, it does, mm. doesn't it? And like, yeah. so they grow up with this narcissistic side because mm. all they've ever been told is the great. Yeah. Yeah, and expecting everybody in the world then to see them and treat them exactly in yeah, that way. And, yeah. and, you know, we're in for a bit of a fall, aren't a, a we? A major <laughs> shock, yeah. <laughs> major, major so, yeah. So, I mean, what, 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 what stops people from getting to their potential then? Other than what we've just talked about now, is there, again, is there a pattern? Is there a similar kind of underlining mm. thing that's stopping them from getting to that potential? Is it fear? Is it rejection? Is it... Um, it's a difficult one, isn't it, to ask, but I think that what I see in therapy <clears throat> often is, there's potential in everyone, isn't there? You know, I've got so much respect and uh, it's for anybody that walks through my door, I'm doing that because that's about my door there, <laughs> um, so much respect for anybody who walks through my door and it's such a privilege to have someone entrust their story with you. Sure, sure. And... I might be the first person they've ever shared it with, um, and they might be 20, 30, 60 or 70. Oh, cool. 
and so that's massive for somebody to kind of sit opposite me and share with them and it might not be sometimes it's an instant disclosure they know what they've come for and they're going to tell you but other times a bit like it was for me I went with something completely different and then realized that there was bigger stuff underneath the presenting issue if that makes sense Um, and that can often be the way for the people that I see Mm. and actually when that happens and it's often when that happens the realization that there's more to this than they ever that they were ever aware of the reality of that is that back into kind of facing into that harsh painful Mm. truth the reality of our story sometimes they've gone yeah because it's just too much too soon they they might come back uh, they might even go see somebody else they might never yeah all of which is their prerogative and that's okay yes but very often it's it's either that or they realize something in their story and they begin to hit on some of the deep-rooted very Mm. difficult challenging painful relationships or recognize some of their own behaviors that have really not been very healthy in life Um, and again those feelings and those realizations are sometimes too much yeah so they've gone they've got that so, but again, they might come back at a later uh, time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do, do you think that like people could be going through these things and be completely unaware? Oh that, yeah. That they're going through these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, that's down to either completely um, blocking it, so you've not got a memory of whatever mm. it is that's happened, or it might be that you've. Um, you're aware that it's there but you don't really give it any time or attention not knowingly anyway I mean what we do is we're giving it attention all the time in actual fact Um, subconsciously it's always there for us consciously not so much Um, or it might just be something that we're like there's no way I'm going to be talking about that yeah yeah but yeah but I mean for me when I went into therapy again I didn't think that there was anything really major I'd got my boys were only 14 months my twin boys were only 14 months I thought I'd got postnatal depression got you and yes I was a little bit challenged with having three little boys under the age of three yes Um, but it wasn't that right but I thought it was that sure Um, and it was a great cover in actual fact because it allowed me to say that to people as well I mean genuinely I said Mm, that to people so then I didn't have to talk about what was actually what was really happening yeah yeah yeah. But a lot of people, and the other thing is the minimising. Minimise it, oh, well, that was then, I don't really need to talk about it now anyway. I've not really been affected by it anyway. Or I've dealt with it now in my own way, whatever that means. Whatever that means, yeah. Um, So therefore then they just blissfully go on about their life. And then it comes back later in in anger or in, you know, resentment or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, it will always, always show itself, probably more times than you are ever in realisation of, Yeah. yeah, through relationships through reactions, mm. uh, reactions rather than responses, through behaviours, through being, uh, you know, the, even the way that we think. Oh, everything. Sure, sure. And they don't know what they don't know, as you just said. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, I remember someone saying to me um, about a relationship that they'd got. Because, I, I mean, I don't do relationship counselling or anything or coaching or anything like that. But I remember them saying <coughs> that, they were saying that the, the last relationship that was in, the, the partner was just emotionally not available mm. what, yeah. what, what does that really mean then what, what, what's happened there 
Well, I guess the thing with emotions is if you've been some, through something that's actually quite traumatic, um, very painful and too big and too much for you to handle, especially if it happened when you were a child, then the chances are you'll just completely dissociate from that and disconnect. Got you. So we might dissociate from the actual event, we might disconnect from our emotion, because actually if we do that, it makes it bearable yes. at the time. Yes. And then as we grow up, we're still doing the same thing because right. we had to do it here, but it's something that we now do. Mm. So that's out of awareness. So we did that to protect ourselves then, but we grow up and we continue to do the same thing. So we're not even aware that we're doing it no more. Exactly, that we're totally disconnected. Right. And, and a lot of people are in their head far more than they're in their heart or their body sure, sure. because it's not as painful in your head. Yeah. It starts hurting here. Yes, yes. And so the disconnect means that, well, if I disconnect from feelings, I don't have to then suffer mm. as I once did. And they know they once did because that's why they had to disconnect in the first place. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> it makes total sense, yeah. Uh, the problem with it, though, well, there's lots of problems with it because you're not really living. No. Um, is we can't choose what emotions we disconnect from. Right. If we disconnect from, if we want to disconnect from the shame or the fear or the anxiety and the, uh, uh, well, loss of or whatever it is that's happening in the moment, then we disconnect from everything. Mm. So then we don't either. We don't have happiness yes. and joy yes. and we're not able to connect to love in the way that we that sure. would be good for us sure. and us to give to other people. So we disconnect from the and whole lots lot. Of, yeah, yeah. So we, we're like flatlining. We just don't actually feel anything. Right. So right. You, you're not going to get excited about Christmas because yeah. how can you? Because you just don't do feeling, feelings. Right. So you can't choose to get excited about Christmas but then not feel your loss or your guilt or your shame mm. does that make sense yeah, it makes absolute sense yeah. you, if you're not going to feel that you're not going to have that either no no so it, it is flatlining so. and we're just not connecting and therefore we're not living because it's the connecting totally. with others that make form yeah. yeah 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 and i think that i mean this is fascinating isn't it like like how important it is to be able to address this to yeah. to allow yourself to really live your life because yes. like, how many people are walking around emotionally not connected you know completely emotionally unavailable yes and they're not even aware of it absolutely and they find themselves in that cycle that's just happening again and again yeah. and again whether that's could be finances you know people that's stuck they yeah. you know, always find themselves in that bad habit you yeah, know whatever yes. it may be yeah, yeah. or relationships or yeah. work or career yeah like there'll be a pattern somewhere yeah totally i mean therapy just seems like why, why is this not something that's getting pushed harder on people I think it's better. Pushed hard is probably not the right word. Yeah, actually, no, but, because you can't. And yeah. if you've not got a volunteer basically coming for therapy. Yeah. Um, it's why is the government not doing more about this, though? Like, Why are they not encouraging people more to <clears throat> to seek? It's not even help, is it? It is help, but it's support. It's it's helping them to make sense of things. It, it does. I don't know the answer to that one, yeah. John. I'm sorry. <laughs> they should uh, do, though. Shouldn't yeah, they? They definitely they, should yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it works. Yeah. Um, and I think it's definitely improved. I mean, I, I worked in the NHS for four and a half years, as you said mm. at the beginning. Um, that was a new service that was set up to support anybody um, with, as it was deemed, mental health. We've all got mental health. This is what this is, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and, and we have to look after it just as we do our physical sure. body. It's just as important. And thank God it was then seen to be 
more important in the NHS and we did have our services. Um, But they were limited, um, the service that we could offer. But thankfully, GPs were beginning to be encouraged and become more aware that actually, rather than just prescribing something... Mm. That, which, is, which is still the case to a, a larger degree. Uh, it, oh, yeah, um, yeah uh, without a doubt. Um, but they are now, thankfully, prescribing talking mm. therapy as well, oh, which okay. is a relief yeah, to know. Totally. And, you know, I'm not knocking medication because, in actual fact, there's times where that it can form part of your support mm. for yourself to enable um, thera- therapy to be uh, realised. So their meaning that it because if they're struggling too much if they're not mentally in a place well enough therapy wouldn't work no but if, equally if they're over medicated sure, if you want meaning sure. if they're taking far more than what would work in therapy that won't work that either because they yeah. they're not they emotionally available yeah, yeah, yeah again yeah. back to what we were talking about sure, sure. um so just getting that somewhere in the middle, in the middle. can work well yes. yeah yeah but, uh, uh, you know, for some people, they might be on it for life and there might be reasons for that, of which, of course, you know, I've not got really uh, a comment on. Sure, but, sure. Um, for many, they're there just for a season yeah. to support whatever it is that's going on. What's going on. And, and with talking therapy as well, that it could be better for definite. Mm. Because if it was advocated more and became more of the norm and became more of what was prescribed... We might talk about it more. We might say, oh, I've been offered counselling. And, mm. you know, it might become more of what we do. Yes. Um, and it is getting better. But, yeah, of course, there's room for improve- improvement for Major, sure. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. So you, um, I don't know how to pronounce this, sorry, by the way. Is it is it Sassy? Or? Sassy, yeah. Sassy, is it Sassy? Yeah, because it's double S, isn't it? It yeah. is, yeah. yeah. So you set up a project online at the end of 2017. Yes, um, unbelievably, God. That Time two flies, years, as, yeah. yeah. So Sassy, what's what's that then? So it's uh, it's an acronym. It is. It's an acronym for um, superheroine sexual abuse survivors smashing it. Smashing it. Yeah. yeah it's a bit of an overused term, but I, I, really the crux of it, I wanted it to be um, certainly not a downplay on sexual abuse. Sure. As a survivor myself, I, I would never do that. Sure. I know the depths and the pain and the trauma um, that comes with sexual abuse Um, but what I also know is that it doesn't have to be kind of like something that purely just defines you or stops you or has to be a label that you carry in a negative way Um, that it can be in actual fact something that you grow through and begin to heal from and begin to appreciate your own um, capacities, I suppose, Mm. to overcome, to um, recover, to begin to survive and thrive from, because you can. So I wanted something that acknowledged it to break the silence of it, to a a bit like the making counselling more um, acceptable. Um, it wasn't about, it wasn't at all to promote my counselling. It was actually to promote the safety. Yeah, yeah, and that you can talk about some sure. of these subjects that are really difficult. And actually, not that you can, but we need to, mm. because that is the only way that we're ever gonna start having conversations that are really, really important. 
because if you if we can't talk about some of this stuff we're closing people down if we react to somebody in a negative way that actually discloses abuse or um, something similar and we, we don't know what to say or sure. we close them down because we don't know how to deal with it because mm. we're not how are we meant to you know sure. we're not kind of trained for that but if this we don't talk about stuff mentality is pervasive somebody shares a, a massive disclosure like that and they're shut down mm. the shame is just gonna silence right. them right always so my ideas around sassy was to break that silence to make these conversations okay to to reach out to people who have been abused but also to reassure others that haven't mm. that it is okay to talk, to about. talk about it yeah in fact it's not just okay it's a really great thing sure. to do sure um, obviously, if somebody if that has happened to somebody, talk about it only if they want to, mm. but for them to know that they can. Yes. Yeah. So it was it was a, a platform that I wanted to in my work in therapy. It's obviously always just on a one to one basis, um, and I love the work that I do, and I've done some great work with some amazing people. But I was becoming more and more aware that as much as that works great. And as many people as what I have seen over the decades that I've been a counsellor, um, it's still really limited because it's only one to one and there's only so many hours course, in a day and I'll only course. ever see so many clients sure. in any given day or any given week. So, I, of course, it's not one to one therapy, but it was kind of like, how do I find a way to reach more people? And social media sent the yes. uh, obvious option. Um, so yes, it took a while to kind of come up with the logo and the name, et cetera, et cetera, and people helped me with that, which was great. Um, but the the idea was to share stories, information, put quotes on their music, yeah. um, some of my own insights, some of my own um, struggles, especially sure. when I was writing the book, and I was talking about the emotions that that set off in me and the struggle in yeah. that, just to make it real. Sure. And to make it okay for, for perhaps other people to think, oh, that's me sometimes. Mm. Or I feel like that, or yeah. that happened to me. Yeah. And they don't have to do anything, say anything, they don't have to comment, it's not about that. It's they've seen it or it's heard it. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, all I look for is the reach on there yeah, and how yeah, many, how far that's that actually gone, yeah. gone out. There's yeah. no ego metric, is there, what's in play? Yeah. No. Which everyone gets, everyone's hooked on the, 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 the likes and the comments, aren't they? When it's the yeah. reach is what's Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the reach yeah. is, the, is the real deal. And for me, I, I, again, I wanted that to be acknowledged and I wanted to make it okay. But I also wanted to be a little bit of a light, if you want, for people mm. to, you know, I know how dark it can be. Sure. And I believe that had somebody, I, I mean, I have had therapy and I've had a lot of people for me, but there was no such thing as social media, et cetera, when no, I was, I was showing no. my age a bit now, but there was no <laughs> such thing as social media back then when I was doing that. Um, and I just think if I'd have had access, to something more uh, that might have been a little bit of a beacon of hope sure. for me sure. and, a, and a bit of a light in the dark mm. and I just think if I, if I can offer that and I know it's from a distance and I know it's uh, kind of it's just out there but at least more people can access it mm. beautiful yeah absolutely beautiful so what why why do people using this then so like using people that's been abused mm. um, why why is it difficult for them to to talk about it like is it because they feel like they're reliving it is it because it's dealing with the pain again or i mean yeah. like 
We've talked about a lot of this earlier on, haven't we? But I mean, mm. is this is it the same for this as it is for anything in life? There's definitely it's back to that strip back the narrative for yeah. most people, and what you've got underneath is very similar. Right. Um, and I hold that true. Mm. It is absolutely the case. Sure. Um, with abuse, for sure. Um, strip back the narrative for somebody with abuse, and you're left with these raw sure. emotions, feelings sure. underneath it sure. as a result of their experiences. But I think it's back to shame. Yeah, right. Shame. Shit, right, okay. Because at the centre of sexual abuse is shame. Shame that that even happened. Because the belief is, no child can believe that the, especially if it's a family member, so no child can believe that the adult is wrong. Mm that their parent is wrong because they rely on them for their very existence sure. okay yeah. they put a roof over the head food on the table clothes on the back etc so that's too threatening so and they can only believe that their parent is, has got the best of intentions sure. for them that are sure. there for them and they love them in the right way etc etc so then when abuse happens particularly if it's with a parent um and suddenly their opinion of this person could change right but it can't sure so the only person that they can so they can't feel bad about that person but they've got all this bad feeling right so guess who soaks that up mm. themselves the little being that it's yep. happening to yep. so they feel that they're bad mm -hmm. they're wrong there's something about them right. and then the shame Obviously, with what's happening grows. Mm. How are they? If they, how are they going to articulate it anyway? How are they going to have the words? How are they going to disclose against a, a parent mm. when they rely on them for their everything, for their yeah. everything? And if this is, if this isn't bad enough, how bad is it going to get if I do? Yeah. What will happen? You know that unknown, right. that uncertainty. That there's no way that you're going to go there. Right. So just bury it. Absolutely. So, and, and then the shame just grows within them. They often end up feeling that they're the bad person. So therefore there's no worth, there's no value, mm -hmm. there's no self-esteem. Sure. So how are they then gonna start talking to somebody about of what's course, happened, feeling like that about themselves? Yeah, true. Wh why? It locks people down. I mean, this is, this is major, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, if we flipped it around the other way then, why is it that, why does it happen? So looking at it from the the parent side, I mean, what... Mm. what? Or, or the perpetrators. The perpetrators side, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, God. yeah. I guess yeah. only they could answer that. Mm. Why did they make that choice? Sure. Because, because essentially they pattern. have. There's a pattern there as well, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. But why have they made that choice? Um, I guess only they could answer. They mm. might not even know the answer to the question. Right. Um, very often there's, not always, but very often, as research tells us that there's often been abuse in their history too so right that is not condoning it in any no, way no, no, shape no, no, or no, form no, no. but it's usually that there's uh, there's abuse in their history right, too right. so boundaries broken down something's most likely we can't say always but most likely happened to them in their childhood and it's just passed on but absolutely right. so their boundaries have broke down they mm. have no idea kind of quite the rights and the wrongs sure. um but they're still choosing because as an adult they do know it's wrong because mm. if they didn't know it was wrong, it wouldn't be a secret. Of course. Do you see what oh, I mean? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So they'd, they'd, they'd be telling everybody what they'd done then if yeah. it was okay, wouldn't it? If they, of course. If they yeah. really believe that was okay. Yeah. So they know they're not doing something that's. Of course. Yeah, yeah. That's, and that's a lot of children, of course, are told not to say anything. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. And there's a lot of threat there, isn't yeah. there? And, you know, for a lot of people growing up, they might even still be in touch with the adults that have actually abused them. Mm. Because if they believe it's them that's wrong and not the adult, then why not have that relationship? Yeah. yeah. And if the shame's keeping them quiet and they've not said anything for all these years, then when do you when do you call it a day on that relationship? Yeah. It's wow. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It really is crazy. I remember a professor who um, we do some work with, and he was telling he specialises in uh, domestic abuse. Okay. Um, and he was saying that in nearly all the cases, the 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 person who's been getting the, the abuse, once they've took away and pilled away at the narrative, a lot of the time they said that they felt that they deserved it. Yes, absolutely. Um, and from the abuser's side, it says it nearly always, nearly always, it was because they'd been demasculated. Right. In a previous relationship yes, or somewhere yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's in their history again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it usually is if you can work it back. Mm. It usually is. And again, it doesn't excuse it, does it? Because they're still choosing it. They're still choosing it. Um, But but equally, that's so true. It's Mm. often seen in their history. They've been put down somewhere. Which again, I suppose, then ties back into what we're saying about the importance of having access to therapy counselling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because again, it, it. it's just a pattern that's repeating itself over it and over is. again, isn't it? And you don't even realise, or you might even hear it, oh, this always happens to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many people say that? Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. this always happens to me. Um, and it is, so often there are patterns of behaviour, and, and actually, very often, they've been set up, and very often by ourselves, um, just because, uh, not on purpose, not intentionally, not in a judgmental way, but still that's happened, because they're not aware Mm. that that's even the case sure. so awareness is key yeah, yeah awareness is where it all makes the it's, difference yeah yeah and being curious I, the, the, I say it all the time the thing I say to people most of all be curious about that yeah. if they said to me this happens to me all the time oh well be curious about that sure you know oh what do you mean by that yeah and it is the the awareness is the first bit and then be curious about what it is that you've just realized of course and kind Explore of what are the bits, yeah, bit, yeah, that are attached to that. I think there's a lot of like messages though, isn't there? What stop us from doing things like, like I, mm-hmm. I remember, I suppose like p- people probably now w- won't hear this as much, but I remember as a kid, curiosity what? <laughs> yeah, killed the killed cat. Killed the cat. <laughs> yeah. So what do people think? Well, I'm not going to be curious because I don't want to get in trouble. Yeah, old sayings, old that, sayings uh, that, yeah. that actually stop you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's and not helpful, you, is it? It's not helpful at all, <laughs> is it? And and things like again with parenting, mm. like parenting screws us up majorly doesn't it it's not because it, they tried to it's just it can yeah. yeah I mean there's some great parents out there yeah. you know but there's also ones hold, that hold you back yeah, yeah. They, they'll parent with the best of intention they'll parent with the best they've got but they don't realise how they're screwing them up right but sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's not always either the right thing the best thing sure, or sure. Uh, the healthiest mm. thing and, and I think that I, I and I see this quite a lot with, with friends I suppose and, and connections is that they try to almost become their child's best friend mm. and they're no longer a parent to them they, yeah. they're trying to be the best friend and yeah, yeah. They, they do everything with them mm. and, 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 and I mean I don't know if that's healthy I don't know if it's unhealthy I think it's good to have a good solid relationship yeah it is but I, I think there's a danger isn't there that you know what are you raising that child into and the, the, it's back to boundaries I suppose isn't it like first and foremost my thoughts on it as always I've got three boys as I mentioned my take on it has always been I want the best relationship I 
could ever have with these boys. Sure. You know, they are the centre point of my life. They are my greatest achievements and they always will be by far. Mm. Um, so I wanted to enjoy um, their company, to have good relationships with them, for them to feel safe, mm. to be happy, fulfilled, to be themselves. Um, this, by the way, don't mean I've got it right all the time because <laughs> I definitely have not. Um, but with that has to come boundaries. So as a parent, therefore, it was my rightful place to say, um, well, I'm not happy about you doing that or that's a definite mm, no or yeah. this time boundary is in for your safety and if you're not back by this point, there will be a consequence. Be consequences, yeah. yeah. And they knew there was. Sure. If I'm taking your phone for three days, you're not having it for three days and they wouldn't ask because yeah. it's not happening. That's, that's just the, it's the simple norm. as. Yes. But that made sure they were they were safe mm. and, and that's where you build trust as a parent. Of course. You tell them that that's going to happen or not going to happen, they can trust that's true. Yeah. It's the same in management and leadership. A lot of bad, like there's a lot of bad management that happens because they try to become the best friend mm. with the employees mm. rather than being the the mom, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the leader yeah. that they be need great, to be. Be a great, a great manager. Yeah. Um, be a great parent. Yeah. Uh, that does not mean you can't have a great relationship with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. But you're their parent first. Yes. So you know, I used to say to them, you you've got great, you've got plenty of great friends. Yeah. And they'll go to them for other other things, other things, but they need to be able to come to the parent as a mm, parent yes. as well, yeah. because that's their kind of magnet, their place to come back so where it's safe. safe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's safety yeah. net. Or, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I, I remember the, um, the the book I read was, was the Chimp Paradox. Yeah, yeah, and I remember one of the examples it gives in there is um, again our parents actually don't do the best things for us when they think it is. And the example mm. that he gave where they come home from school at four years old or five years old with that painting, and it's terrible. But your parents don't tell you it's terrible, they'll say to you, let's put it on the fridge so mm. that everyone can see it. Mm. And that child grows up thinking that they have to have something flash and fancy to feel validated because right. of that innocent thing that the parent did. Gosh. You don't realise, do you, that no, something is you could unpick all this all day yeah, long, yeah, couldn't you? Like, you really like, well, could. I've had to put that paint in there to feel validated as a person, so mm. now I need a flash house or a car or a job yeah. or a wife or a husband or whatever yeah. it is. Rather than just be greeted as you, yeah. as the being that yeah, you are. Yeah, that you are, yeah. Yeah, because it's all, it is so much, it makes sense actually, because it's all about what we do, isn't it? Mm. And we get validation on what we do. Yes. And we're not human doings, are we? No, we're human beings. beings. And, and you know, and that—that's the point that I always try and get across to people in therapy. Mm. It's like the being that you are. Sure. It's not what you do, your label, your. You know, I've seen plenty of people with high flying jobs and great careers, but um, it's not about that. No. The validation is about you. you Just yeah. you as the person that you are, totally. which is great. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. Definitely so. So. Um, You've, you said so from the back of everything that you've done this led you on to the decision to write your book I did Incredible. I have yes where is it where's the book it's here <laughs> for everybody that's it is, watching it's here if you're watching here it is if you're listening I'm going to put a link to this because this is going live at the end of this month uh, yeah on the 31st of August really? it's available to buy on how exciting on Amazon yeah, yeah. so it's called Standing Strong in Vulnerability it is yes. yeah it is, and it's my, um, as it says there, a personal account of recovery from sexual abuse. So um, it, the title actually came, uh, the great work as a therapist, you know, is I learn as much from my clients as they do me. 
and likewise with any coaching I yeah. think. Yeah. It is. It, the richness in this room through the connection and communication is amazing and the learning that I get from clients just blows me away always. Incredible. As it did on this one particular day, I was um, working with um, someone it's some years ago um, and we were talking about uh, confidence, uh, growing confidence. And I said, oh, it sounds like you've really kind of grown in confidence to, to, to make a decision to do something she would never have normally done. Right. And her response was, well, not really. It's kind of like I felt, I felt that what I was feeling anyway. But I just, I just decided to do it. And I can't remember the turn of phrase. I'm not, dis I'm not uh, articulating this very well. Um, but she basically said that she went ahead and did what she wanted to do despite what she was feeling. And, oh, God, I'm sorry. I can't remember what it was. That it was it's in the book. Yeah. It's in the yeah, book. Yeah, That's yeah. a plug for the book. <laughs> it's in the book. Um, but uh, basically what it led me to realise, because my long-term battle was I'll be better when I don't Once. feel vulnerable anymore. Oh, yes. Yeah. When I don't feel vulnerable anymore, when I've got it all sewn up, when I'm all together, when yeah. I'm not affected by anything, when I don't get sidelined anymore, I'm sorted, I'll, I'll yeah. be better. Well, of course it was never happening, was it? Um, because these things in my humanness, in our humanness, were still part of life. Sure. sure. And it was what she said, that it was about just doing it anyway, and it didn't matter that despite that, I'd Sure. Kind of went ahead and did it. There was a book one. Is, is it is it a book that you read? There was a book one called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. There is a book, yeah. but no, this this was uh, uh, Susan Jeff Jeffers. Is it? Jeffers? I think it is. Yeah, 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 a great book by all accounts. Um, and it's true, isn't it? Feel yeah, the fear and do it anyway. Totally. And essentially, that's what she was saying. But it was kind of like I realised that I had to. It wasn't about pushing these vulnerabilities away. Yeah. It was not about. I'll be better when, sure. because that was judgmental mm. and still non-accepting of me. Mm. And it was like, no, I just need to accept them as part of who I am. Yeah. That is what makes me human. That is what helps me connect. Mm -hmm. When we connect to others in our vulnerabilities, that creates that sense of belonging and community, which we all which need. We need, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In, our, in our humanness, that's kind of how we're built. Mm. And it allowed me to just put it down. And, and she left. And I sat in my chair and sobbed. Really? It was this like, so now even, I've been doing therapy since I was 28, I'm 46. So yeah. a long time. Yeah. And been a therapist for over a decade. But this is where we learn from clients. Yeah. I'm sorry I can't succinctly say what it was that she said. But I sat here and that realisation of what she'd opened up in me in that moment Thankfully, it was the end of the session and I saw her <laughs> off and I sat back in my chair and yeah. I just sobbed. It's incredible, isn't it, though, as you've said? It is. Yeah. And that formed the title for the book. Mm. It's about just standing strong in our vulnerability. Yes. So we can still be strong. We can still grow. We can still move forward. We can still make decisions. We can still be a light. We can still feel uncomfortable. Sure. We, but we can still push on and do all that. Yes. Whilst feeling whilst vulnerable. Feeling vulnerable yeah. Yes, whilst Absolutely feeling vulnerable. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, like I said, I will we'll definitely put a link to this. Thank you. The once it's live, so, yeah. so that you can get 31st the first of August. First of August, we'll yeah. put a link on there so people can have it. Great stuff. Um, and share around. If anybody wants to find out more about you, if they need some support, need some help, where, where can they find out more about you, Mada? 
Um, well, I've got uh, to. Well, it's all about social media, isn't it? Yeah. So I've actually got uh, this sassy, and I've got my own uh, counselling Facebook page. Yeah. Um, my number's on there. Sure. So it's under Madeline and Counselling. Okay. So um, yeah, if this has raised up anything for anybody, sure. and they they don't need to be left on their own with Absolutely. it. Um, they can contact me. Good. Um, Counselling is it is it always face to face? Do you do calls, Skypes, things like that? Yeah, it's I personally I only choose face to face. Yeah. There's lots of options these days, sure. and you know it's great that there is because it fits with people. Of course. And their but lifestyles. Your is is face to face. Yeah. Again, what we'll do is. All them links, we'll put them in here as well so that we've got them as well. Maddie, like, listen, we've we've just rattled off an hour's worth of conversation there. Oh my there. God, no how, way. How fast that's just gone. Uh, we, we need to do a version two of this, I think, again, <laughs> because I think we could do another hour just talking oh. about stuff as well. Uh, but uh, what I want to say is thank you so much for your time today. It's been incredible. Oh, likewise. Thank yeah. you. Brilliant. Thank mm-hmm. you so much.